on Dublin Digital Radio. Hey guys, welcome to Fosha on the Beat. And it. <laughs> Hello, 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 guys. Maradi Genu. Boom, shakalaka, laka, boom. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, hi, guys. It's been a minute. It's been a while since we have had this special moment with you guys, this one-on-one or whatever you want to call it. But, uh, yeah, we're back. Yeah, and sadly, we're still in the ghetto. We are still in this pandemic. <laughs> so welcome to Vosha on the, the Beat, baby. And it's your girl. It's your sis. It's your favorite auntie on the block. Miss Dean. And it's the princess, um, Casey. Sadly, yeah. my birthday. Well, not sadly, but excitedly, my birthday is in like, what, 50 Five days now. Wow, she she started a whole countdown earlier this week, and we have heard nothing else but about her birthday. But yeah, I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you are coping uh, in this ghetto that we call a pandemic, and that you are keeping well. Like your mental health is intact. You know, or somewhat intact, or you have a bit of it at least, okay? And that you are trying to grab and make the most out of what we are exposed to, basically. You know what I mean? So, yeah, and I hope that you can message us and let us know how you've been. Um, I definitely miss you guys. I know that, you know, not having to uh, be on air for a while, like, I definitely miss you guys. Yeah. I don't know if I can say the same. I've been definitely missing my books. That was a lame joke. <laughs> That's a very lame joke. I don't yeah, miss my it. books. I'm tired of them. I have exam exams starting like what? In April. And yeah, we're feeling it. I'm sure we're not the only ones feeling it. I'm sure you're feeling it from where you are. Even and work pressure. I feel like work pressure is another thing that yep. people might be, you know, yeah. feeling at the mm. moment. I imagine like starting a new job now, especially what would have been an office job and do having to do the whole training process from home just sucks a lot. I imagine because you also don't get that um experience, you know, that experience of seeing what work life is like and the, you know, the after after work drinks, they're gone. You just have Zoom drinks, man. That's yeah. dead. We've been actually doing Zoom drinks, me and Casey and a couple of friends. Yeah. We do like a maybe once a month yeah, we try we to get night. a girls night uh and we're just in our beds we mm. buy a whole lot of wine yep <laughs> pizza what make bougie ass mimosas <laughs> yes or you just make like a little bit little bit of cocktail you know uh and then we play a bunch of games but then at the end of it it's always like we end up doing it uh what you call it um a little disco night because we're oh, all yeah. playing music oh and <laughs> this is yeah. i've deeped how sad it is because imagine one person is playing the music on zoom right but to everyone else it's all slow like mm-hmm. it comes out slow and then they'll be like doing the the dancing on zoom and then yeah. it freezes while they're in a oh, it's sad <laughs> no but i've it's had sad. but it's been really fun just to have such moments and to to do that if someone had told me that i'll be doing zoom night outs for a whole year i'll be pissed and i'll tell them to leave my life asap <laughs> but here we are you feel like it's not my portion i'll be like ew oh my god who do you think i am <laughs> better than that but yeah i think that's one way we've been able to like cope with it and we have like this one friend of ours in england and you know, like, we have nights where we're like, are we drinking today? Two nights in a row, a row like, 
Friday, Saturday, and then she'll be like, let's drink on a Sunday. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, my body cannot take it. Cannot. But we always did. We always end up having maybe like a glass of wine or something. Yeah. I feel like wine has definitely, it's never been a thing in my life. Now it's definitely become it's a thing in my life. It's always been an, a thing in my life and it's just become more of a thing now. Yeah. But I yeah. mean, it's for, it's for the mental health. <laughs> <laughs> drinking is for the mental health yeah. wow but Plus anyway you know what they say about zim people and drinking yeah you cannot separate the two and then when you mix the two the zim and the irish baby oh, you're a it's fault. a party <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. okay <laughs> but yeah um um so today i was hoping that you could tell us a bit of i casey if nobody knew casey is like a book freak a book freak a book (laughs) (laughs) she loves her books like and i want to know what are the top five books you've read um because we go through a roller coaster let me tell you guys what i live with right there's a roller coaster where what she finishes reading a one this one book and then she gets in a whole wormhole of looking about and looking for another book and uh, It'll be like 2 a.m. or 1 a.m. or 12. And she starts screaming, going, why are there no books with authors that like express how I feel or express a black woman's journey in life? Like, what is this? And then she breaks down. Yeah. She goes back into the wormhole and then she falls asleep. Tomorrow morning, we're going on another round. Yeah, well, it it sucks because I think last year my um last year specifically my goal was to read more um people of color books and well women of color well it started as people of, of color and then I wanted to read more Irish women authors and um, anything that wasn't like old school white straight man mentality because which is what I was forced to read in school so I never knew any black writers and stuff like that as much as I would have wanted to or any you know like female Irish writers who weren't I guess um always put in this box of of being romantic and you know like not really being themselves really um so of course we spiraled a lot last year because those books are surprisingly hard to find very hard to find but eventually um I started reading a couple of books sadly I don't have enough time on my watch but one of my favorites was um tony morrison's books now i don't remember all the names <laughs> but i know Tor- tony morrison's book it's um I-, I don't know the name it was really good and then i read um guys it's like all these books go over my head um i read i read this like your top five like five books that you absolutely remember like you cannot tell me that you have read that many books i know what happens in them i just don't know the name okay wait let me let me open up my what are yours um you know like me i'm not much of a big reader like i read one book a year guys i have never known anybody who read as much books as casey right like since we were young like our parents would get us books and i would end up reading casey's books instead of like my own books and she just had like a whole library so um i've never i would love to meet other people who read as much as casey because i've never like it's it's it blows my mind away but i think uh one of my favorite books has to be the trevor noah uh book Mm. um that was really really good it was funny and if you i feel like you would have to have watched some of his comedy shows to kind of like find the book funny some of the stuff funny but it was good um the Chimamanda book, uh, I really liked it. What is it called? Americana. That will yeah. always be one of my favorite books. Like I could still, I remember when I read it and it was absolutely amazing. Um, and that will always be one of my favorite books. And this is, this book, I don't know if I can ever find it. But uh, I read it when I was in first year back in Zimbabwe before I moved here. And I'll always remember this book because it touched me so much. And it was called Mpo Search. And it was like, a, you know, like 
the first term book yeah. and it was so amazing. And I've tried to look for it, but I unfortunately can't find it online. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that has been, that has literally been it. Yeah. Yeah. So you, did you, have you found your list? Yeah. I had to pull up my, um, my library. I read on my iPad. Um, so, oh, one of my favorites has been, um, their eyes were watching God by Zora Neale Hurston. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Mm-hmm. Um, that is about a black woman who falls in love like so many times and regardless of how people tell her to guard I her heart. I remember you were telling me about that herself, book. She just was, she was just, yeah, she was herself. And then, um, and then I read... I read Maya Angelou's I Know Why a Caged Bird Sings. I don't think I love that too much. Mm-hmm. I read Binti, the mm-hmm. first edition of the trilogy, and I loved it. Yeah. Like, I want all my little cousins to read it. It's just... And I love fantasy books, so it was great. And then also The Parable of the Sower. These two are fantasy books. The Parable of the Sower is about a young um, a young girl who lives in a what do you call it not a i was gonna say a panasonic this is what tiktok has been doing to me (laughs) (laughs) who is it's not a pandemic what is it called when uh, when everything goes awry and it's like zombies apocalypse apocalypse yeah yeah but there's no zombies it's apocalyptic and she's basically her whole family yeah i can't say much but anyways she's forced to I guess, teach herself and to lead others at the Mm -hmm. age of 16. And some of them are twice or triple her age. And she and it's crazy because she has been preparing for this her whole life. Mm -hmm. But the reason that I really loved it and I I think it's an essential book for teenagers to read is just that it teach like it allows you to believe in who what you believe in and mm-hmm. how strongly you do mm-hmm. because everything around her told her not to be this way not to i guess not to believe what she did and she just she knew when to speak and when not to speak she was just very Ooh, well put together that is that sounds and like a good read and uh, some like you said like a good thing a good gift for teenagers mm. um and is it by a black author yeah okay okay is. How is and you know like I know you started a journey of trying to read philosophy books. How has that been going? I I read them sometimes, but it's it's not as enjoyable as fiction, just because like there's so it can be so much info dump. And for me, I love psychology, but especially some of them can get to the point of you know those self help help books. Yeah. Not saying that they're not great, but they're not great for me because I'm a doer. So when I read all of that, you want to put it in practice. I'm gonna try do all those twenty things at the same time, and oh. then I put pressure on myself that I didn't, I wasn't able to do that, which is not human. Yeah. Um, some of these lessons are lessons that took them years to learn. So. I don't really read them, but I know you do, Dean. You read. I love self-help books. I really do. Um, I remember there's this book that came out called, uh, I think it was like self-confidence or something like that. And I really loved it. Like, I'm one of those people where if I want to, I want to read a book, I carry it everywhere. Like, I don't care where I'm going. I and might not read it. the rind and then gives it dog ears in the process. I know that this is a sensitive topic for you, but hey, a girl got to do what she got to do, Okay. <laughs> So um, at the moment, uh, my my counselor encouraged me to read uh, this book by Tara Bratch called Radical Compassion. And uh, I've been struggling, but I like we she was telling me about this um, this analogy called rain and how each one is like breaking down and stuff Mm -hmm. so i've been trying to like read about it it's like learning to love yourself and your world with practice of the rain like oh that's yeah really nice so um it's so far it's been really good and which which what i like about it is the fact that whenever i'm in a counseling session with her and i do hit like a like where we have to refer to it yeah. she like reminds me okay do you remember the oh, the she, rain thingy yeah. like how are you taking that on and stuff like that That's which is really really amazing so yeah i do love self-help books yeah. but they always have to be um I, I don't know they just have to connect with a bit of me yeah you know they have to be a bit of me you know but i do encourage them they just you just have to know which ones apply to you the most you know and i like stuff that's a bit light-hearted as well like more concentrated on loving yourself and um 
building you up rather than you know stuff that yeah. plays feel, on your triggering yeah i feel like for me one of the things that i also don't love about self-help books is that sometimes like i like to hear all sides of the story that's why i love researching like, okay because i can just get so many perspectives at once almost yeah and to read a whole book that can sometimes take you a month Mm -hmm. only to hear how serious someone feels about one thing to me doesn't feel so enriching because i i haven't like it's hard to poke holes into that because they've i mean they've worked their whole lives to write this book and to make sure it's um it's delivering and that's not to say what they're writing in a sense but Mm -hmm. to me it feels like suffocating okay because i'm like you're just telling me what to do now Okay, and yeah. what what is it like when you're reading and when you're in that space? Like, what does reading do for you? Because, like I said, I don't know anyone who reads as much as you do. Like, you would be sleeping at 3 a.m. for all I know reading, and you'd read, like, three books in one month if you can. Like, I know people <laughs> who read faster. Yeah. I am an amateur at reading. But, I mean, fr- I'm, I'm saying it from mm-hmm. my perspective. You know what, what I do mean? I get from it? Like, yeah, like, do you, like, your dopamine levels go up? Like, it's like you watching movies. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, I just, I, I, do, I can't even tell you why I enjoy it because I've just, I guess I've just been doing it for so long. Like, I've been reading since I could read, basically. But it's just, I don't know. And, and it's, it's, it's that thing that it lets you kind of, pan because you to read you have to have so much focus like yeah it's hard to be thinking about a triple different things and yeah. then be reading because you're just not understanding what's ha- what's happening okay yeah and it's like it's like a tv series Ooh. yeah okay, okay. I, I like that and um the other thing i was gonna actually talk about from that was we were talking about the book rich dad poor dad mm-hmm. or whatever and we went into the whole talk about like finance i was talking to a friend about it anyway and um so this is where my question comes from do you feel like you're in your early 20s early early 20s this is the time where you but you believe in life life people well, are living life. corona said no <laughs> corona said <laughs> <laughs> so rude <laughs> is it <laughs> um so do you feel like you have learned a good bit about finance or you wish what do you wish you were told about finance from a very young age it's different for me like i'm in my mid 20s and i do wish that i was a bit more educated about money like let's look back to when you started getting your pocket money to when you started like i used to splurge (laughs) on jellies and sweets any chance i got baby guys let me tell you okay we would get pocket money casey would have a bag full of sweets like a bag full of sweets and even do you remember like when we um we were in zim at the time i had like i was sick and i wasn't allowed to walk but I, they would give me money for the bus to go home because I wasn't allowed, even though it was like 10 minute, 15 minute walk. 20 actually. 20 maybe. minute walk, yeah. 20 minute walk. And it doesn't feel that long. And you'll be with your friends, you know. But So I would spend the money on jellies and then walk home until one time my uncle surprised me. He was coming from the main city. And he surprised me to pick me up. And he, he like, how, what are the odds <laughs> that someone from Galway comes to pick you up in Dublin? Like, it's rare. So I'm walking home, you know, I'm living, laughing, I'm eating my jellies. And he was shocked and pissed off. He was like, you're not supposed to be walking. I was like, these jellies, no. <laughs> it's oh bad. my gosh. It's Actually, bad. Talking, about, talking about money handling when we were younger, I remember when i got pocket money it was basically once again it was a 20 30 minute ride and it wasn't really like ideal for ideal for me to walk by myself Mm. so either if one of my friends from my neighborhood was getting picked up by her mom or something would get a lift if a group of a group of us were walking home would all walk together and if i was by myself it would the money that's where the pocket money comes in and you get what bus fare my little ass would be like today we are gonna chop that (laughs) money and you know it became so strategic because during lunchtime we had what this thing called a tuck shop it was like a shop 
where it sells like snacks so you have your pocket money most people wouldn't have like a lunch or whatever you'd go and buy stuff from the shop right so but me and some people would be like they would buy you know stuff for their small break at the shop and then they would eat their lunch at the big break me i would never buy anything i had rich friends so my rich friends my what i would do would be like my rich friends would be like oh today they'd be like oh today i have money so we can go to the tuck shop so it was always one of those where if i had money enough money i would go if i would be like okay guys it's on me today so whatever i buy i'm sharing it with everyone if it's them they do it. They do oh, it. Oh, wow. Or sometimes they'll be like, no, don't worry. I got you. Oh, wow. This, this is, is giving me, like, you call them, like, my rounds. Like, you're doing rounds. Like. <laughs> yeah. So, so would I'd be, because I didn't want to chop my own money and it, my friend was going to buy, I would run to the shop the moment the bell goes, because it was like, it would get really, really busy. And the moment the bell run, the bell rings. I run and out because I before knew they see you before be, the <laughs> moment the bell goes, ding ding. I am this out, girl. And then I'll be like one of the first few. So even sometimes what would happen is even if you are the very yet the very first me. few, right? If there had like people to guard the door because yeah, it yeah. was that busy, if sometimes those people would let their friends in first before they let you yeah, in yeah, yeah. but because i was really good with all the seniors who yeah, were yeah. guarding the door sometimes they would let me in wow. or if i knew the teacher that was inside that day if I don't they know would let me in. i would go in i'd be like i want that i want that i want that it's all my friend's money i'll buy it and then i'll bring her so we split so it was always like that sometimes if someone didn't want to go to the shop but they want someone to go to the shop for them they would pay them with like oh you can buy yourself this that's how oh, it. let me tell you these kids were bowling bowling okay so that was always it so but then the, uh, that didn't always work out. Sometimes I'm going home. I'd love to buy like we had like street food. Yeah. You know, like fruits and stuff like that. And I would always I was told never to buy those things because you don't know where it's been. Where yeah. it's been. My ass would always be buying them. Sometimes I would forget that I didn't finish them and put them in my bag and they would always get caught. Yeah. <sighs> it that was, was a the rookie mistake. <laughs> never that get was caught. That was a full time hustle. But I think I was really reckless with money because yeah. I always felt oh, yeah. like it was always there. And even when I went on holidays, like I would always get like money from my uncles and aunties and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Sometimes I wouldn't even, you know, when I was a kid, I really didn't care, but I didn't know the value of money. Like I would lose like a 10 euro and I wouldn't know where it was. You're and I wouldn't me. even care about it. You know, like I would be stressed. I, I would, st- I would be stressed for the first couple of days because I want to use it. And then I forget about it. What? If I can't find it, I forget about it. I would never forgive myself. Yeah. Just because I love sweets so much. Mm-hmm. And for me, it wasn't... I actually don't think that I had the same mentality as you that money was always there. I think I always knew that money was sparse just because... Ah, that is interesting considering we lived yeah. in the same house. Yeah. Because also, maybe it was also the thing that you were older, so you got... You got allowance before I did. Oh, I never yeah, really yeah. got allowance like that. Like maybe unless it was for the bus or... Yeah. And even if I was to get bus fare, you would hold it for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I never actually... There are times, guys, I used to tell Casey, Casey, I let's know, walk and home. I make us walk home. <laughs> and <laughs> I'll be like, we can buy snacks. Let's walk home. And then... But at the same time, you're chopping. Sometimes you're you doing enjoyment. Those, d- d- yeah, stuff. because... Because I'm the way you're talking about that tuck shop, <laughs> it's, te- it's giving me... I ate them alone. <laughs> with my friends <laughs> but i ate them for clout but um no so for me it was more when i was in primary school and then i think it was more the idea that i i knew that money was hardly going to come in my hands and okay. when it was i wanted to spend it the way i spent it okay. which was sweets okay and i don't know if you ever realized but most of the times I did get money. It was very hard to tell me, no, you can't get sweets. Oh, yeah, because yeah, Because I yeah. would, and I would walk home. Yeah, that is true. Period. Yeah, that is facts. Yeah. There are times where I would get the... I would be like, dude, let's get the bus today home. And she'd be like, I don't have any money. And I'm like, where'd your money go? And she's like, huh? Bennett. <laughs> so do you think since then, and then moving here, where we did, I think at home, when we're in Zim, we weren't getting as much. Guys, if I keep referring to home, I mean, but this is home too. 
if when you were back ho- back in Zim, obviously you're getting money, like you said. If you got it, you spent it, right? And then you moved here, and because we weren't getting pocket money as much, and then you move here, and then you are getting money a bit. Like we were getting pocket like once a week or twice a week. You were. Oh, you weren't getting pocket money. Not Sister, that much. There were times where I've seen you buying snacks. Yeah. Listen. We so okay. Maybe I got pocket money a bit more than you did. Yeah, because you had a shop in your school. We did not. Okay. So mom would or our parents would buy the the, uh, the uh, stuff at and home because I was leaving school earlier. earlier. As oh, well. okay. So I wasn't. Maybe it was like I'd get a few, like a fiver for for doing chores or something like that okay. on a good day. Mm-hmm. But it was never really like that. In- instead, I was actually picking coins in the house. <laughs> <laughs> give me thief <laughs> but Guys, I do mean, you remember the times there. where your parents would send you to the shop and then you keep the chain you keep the chain for yourself but and you then you just smart. fingers yeah like you just say fingers crossed they don't ask where is my change and i loved the little the, the, i was gonna say the little dealer the little <laughs> shop beside the house because back then if you remember you had the freddos and then you had the jellies and mm-hmm. they used to sell them like one by one mm-hmm. and you used to be able to get one jelly for five cent so that meant if i had like a good 50 20 cent, cent no it's 20 cent i was four jellies <laughs> like that's i did not need to be loaded and by the time you get what by the time you get one euro you're getting like how many jellies i don't even want to count yeah so do you it think it was a lot okay so you still spent those you still spent money on jellies yeah yeah the same way and then pro now moving because there's a i like there is a time where a we shift, yeah. yeah there was a shift where we weren't getting pocket money anymore so do you think there was um how was your relationship with money from well, we have discovered what it was like then and then days now where and and including that gap, like how is your relationship with money now? Like what would you want to learn about money? Like what do you wish you were told about money? Everything like the fact that we are not even taught about taxes to begin with <laughs> is a red flag. That for should me. be taught in high school. That is a red flag for me. Yeah. You're like always we're going to feel robbed. Like we're taught how to go to school. We're taught in school that you can get funding for certain things. Right. Like, you know, like grants when you go to uni and stuff like yeah. that. But we're not told that you get taxed. Hello. Oh, how you could get taxed? Or I wish that should, we t- we that were taught must, in accounting in sixth year. You learn accounting. You learn budgets. You learn all these things. Why are they not teaching us tax taxation? Why? Instead, we did SPHE. Does anyone even remember what was in SPHE? No, I can't tell you. That I is not. We did. I did. Um, what I forgot. What I didn't do fourth year. I did. Um. I, when I went into fifth LCVP. year, I did LCVP. And part of that was learning about work, like being, um, I guess, working, like how to, in the, working world, in yeah. the wor- what, yeah, to incorporate the working world. So working on your CV, doing things that promote your CV and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Learning extra skills. That was basically it. So how did we not learn? We we went as far as doing placement, but nobody told us about taxation. Yeah, what? Bruh. But yeah, Bruh. like I feel like my relationship with money is <laughs> Yeah. It's very so like I've been taught how I think I taught how myself myself by myself how to save. Yeah. I I, I yeah, don't remember too, yeah. being told like, Oh, you can save for this. I just Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just learned that if I get money, I can spend half of it now and then half of it I can spend it maybe on a special day yeah. or I when I wanna buy certain stuff and when I, when my parents opened a bank account for me, I didn't put anything in it. Like there wasn't any, oh, put in five euro a month or yeah. anything. It was like, oh, you got a bank account. Now you can put money in it. And I was just excited. My bank account had no money for time. <laughs> for time. It had nothing in it. it. Was there like was no, yeah, there was no, even a piggy bank element. There was never a piggy bank element Ooh, in my I life. I don't know. remember Having a piggy bank where I acted, my parents helped me actively add money into it, yeah, or yeah. them encouraging me to save up until maybe I was in high school. Mm-hmm. When I was 
they would be like, oh, I'm not going to get you certain things. That's when I started to be like, if I need. Yeah. If I need something, I have to just save for it. And I think the first thing that I actually saved for properly with my own pocket money and then my parents helped me was a phone. But that was even it's hard to do to get to be honest. It's hard to earn money from African parents like chore money from african parents oh yeah yeah because i mean that's a necessity there be i'd be like oh i want a new phone remember those flip phones that everybody had in school i I wanted one and then my parents were like oh yeah you have to save up money for it and i was like okay can i do chores around the house can you pay me to do the dishes (laughs) can you pay me to babysit my own sister like that was that was my strategy and i was like listen i was that show the one with the horses no, I was thinking H2O. Yeah, sleep or even the sleepover, sleepover club. club. All of that. I was moving like that. And my parents were like, in this house where you don't pay bills, you want to ask me to give you money to do what? So, yeah, like I, I never really got paid for stuff like that. I would have to save or once again scrounge for a little change from the shop. And then or when your favorite auntie came over. <laughs> And she leaves you that coin. Bop, bop, bop. Exactly. So I think that's the only time I learned how to save up for something. But yeah. even at that, my relationship with money is still kind of tricky. tricky. I wish I'd learned a little, a, a little bit more. Um, it's very beneficial. Very, very beneficial. Yeah. I think I know very little. I think I know for myself. I think they become became a stage where I became responsible for my own, I guess, own living and life that obviously and that was quite young so that Mm -hmm. meant that that old habit that i had of spending whenever i had it yeah because you know there was no limit for getting it stopped because that's like that limit of getting money also stopped which meant that i had to be i had to think ahead Mm -hmm. and be able to prepare ahead for things that i wouldn't be able to even think about so maybe it would be simple as maybe I'll end up needing something like a book in school or something that my friends will want to go out on a time like this. And already it's hard to ask your parents to go out. Yeah. So if you're going to sneak out, you need to have the, the coin for, for it. it. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. So. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I still I still struggle to have a healthy as well, a healthy relationship with money. How do you talk about money? Because I remember when I first got my first job, my mom was like is like how much money are you getting and i wasn't i felt okay people would ask me like oh how much are you getting and i felt very i felt at ease telling people about how much i was earning yeah or how i spent my money was a thing and i felt a constant shame of when i did spend my money and i still feel that way when i do splurge a bit i feel some sort of shame with it like i shouldn't be doing that i should be taking care of someone some way but at the same time i tell myself like i ain't got no kids i ain't married yeah like i ain't married like i only got the bills (laughs) you know that kind of thing i think for me i think for me it's it's the fact that i don't i actually i don't splurge a lot on things Mm mm-hmm I don't like I am materialistic, but I don't think I'm that materialistic. Okay, I think if I that am makes a bit. sense. I definitely know I am a bit. I don't you, mind. You very yeah. much so, um, but that's not a bad thing. That's just who you are. I think that, but I'm not materialistic. Like mm-hmm. it would take me a lot to justify a big purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, just because one, also, I'm I'm also very cautious that I might get bored of it. Mm-hmm. And two, I think I'm a more experienced based person and okay. I like constant luxury rather than big luxury and then dip. Yeah. I don't really enjoy that. Like I wanna be able to buy a coffee when I want to, mm-hmm. when I do. And if if buying an expensive pair pair of shoes for me means yeah. that I can't have that, that shoe is not worth it. Yeah. I don't know if that's making sense. So No, I get it yeah so i am i think i'm very it's a bad habit though yeah i i definitely know we grew up in a household where we were spoiled a bit you know when it came to you clothes were maybe no do you not remember when we used to get taken out to buy shopping you didn't care that's the honest truth that was it felt very much like two years of my life not yeah so it felt for me i definitely remember that mm-hmm. you know when we 
when we were going sorry that's my goddaughter calling me yeah. but um w- like i remember the times where if we wanted to go to the cinema it was it like we would go to the cinema go on holidays like yeah. you know like i remember coming from where we couldn't really do that all the time and it wasn't you'd get clothes maybe at Christmas or certain birthdays or certain times like that to maybe like every month we're going like whenever dad is in the shop, sees something nice and he brings it to us. Like I, that's what I, that's what I saw from my side mm-hmm. to then going to I have to now start doing those things for myself mm-hmm. it was a bit hard course, but yeah. then i knew that i wanted to work my butt off because mm-hmm. i like things i'm not yeah, gonna lie like i them. love a good life i love to be comfortable um i had to work my butt off so if i wanted something that's like a 100 euro i have to work at least to get 300 yeah. euro you know to be able so that i still have that little change to save up and stuff like that mm-hmm. so but the weird thing is I've been shamed for it. Like, I've had people go, oh, you're a bit bougie, aren't you? And I'm like, no, I work really hard for it. And, you know, people look at me like going out to eat. And they're like, you like to eat, don't you? And I'm like, well, I work really hard for it. And during the week, I'm not, I'm working my horse off. You know, like I'm sacrificing certain things. Maybe it'll be like socializing or spending time with certain people so that I can get that money so I can do those things. So um, I definitely wish that wasn't a thing. I think also it's a thing that obviously those are very important values in Mm -hmm. our lives because also I think I'm the same um, that I do like... And people ask me why an artist like me is doing a business degree. If that does not say it, I like comfort and I like things. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. do. So I think, I, but I think that, I mean, it's just a standard of living. And yeah. I mean, uh, if I, you want to live the, I was going to say the basic life. <laughs> but I, I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. If you want to live real chill, like that's, that's your T-boo. Don't yeah. be jumping on other people. I don't people, think, m- yeah, I don't think people should put pressure of money on other people Mm -hmm. we should learn how to budget Mm -hmm. like i think from the age of four (laughs) the moment you start losing those teeth and the tooth fairy starts coming through let's start talking about money yeah you know like at least let's teach the basics of saving like how important it is to save up not all yeah. of it maybe if you have like a euro you said 50 cent 20 cent that but goes a long way to me that you know you're saying that but i actually don't think that i know how to have those conversations yeah. around money when because i mean people do say oh have conversations about money yeah. but it's something so vague that obviously i don't know like what when we're talking about money what part of money are we, are we talking, talking about? about yeah like I'm what is the important part of the money, money i, I yeah. couldn't tell you but do you d- okay now so even now after having this conversation mm-hmm. and you going home and thinking about it do you think you'll still be feeling the same way because we have kind of brought it up the other time where we were talking about if you're with a partner how are you talking about money how are you bringing up how much you get paid how are you bringing up about spendings and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so and you said you find it a bit awkward so where do you think is so do you have at least an idea of how it can start how you can start up that conversation with yourself or with someone close to you it's like i i can't think of a polite way like you can't go and be like how much you earn in like that's no but we've talked about how we spend our money but we don't really talk about how much we earn Oh yeah, no, but I've told you. I've yeah, I think like, I've that's been open. Always in the back of our heads, like it's never actually something we be like mm. keep up to date and be like, how much do you earn now? Huh? Yeah, you know, like we don't. I don't really remember how much you earn. Yeah. Do you think it's important though? It's it's not my tea. I think I think talking about that kind of intimate side of money can very feel very like strangle me. Yeah. Like. <laughs> As in, no, I mean that as in like suffocating, like because it's so easy. Well, maybe it's from growing from 
the parent mentality that when they when you start earning they're almost telling you how to behave with your money uh-huh. that your money never becomes your own it becomes theirs mm-hmm. because so you obviously you start having responsibilities all yeah, of a sudden so, and I, their I, priorities and your priorities are different yeah i, f- I really felt like that also uh, created a bad relationship for me um made it hard for me to talk about money because of how it was treated in the house i've seen people fight over money how money is spent so it's it is very much of a sensitive topic but i would love to start small like i said i always try to start small like i tell people i don't mind splurging certain amount of money on on food because i know that's what i love you know and yeah like i think I will see if I can start having healthier conversations with friends about it. And maybe from that with partners in the future, I'll be, it'll be an easier topic because I don't think you should, you should wait until you're in a relationship to talk about it. And then you find out that it's actually something that it hits too deep because I feel like there are a lot of fights that go on about money in a relationship. Personally, I hate it. I, I've seen it and I, really really how, like, i really how hate does it. it happen like is it <laughs> like i'm sorry i'm trying to understand is it coming from a place where they both now see each other's money as our money so we're I, yeah i definitely together. think that's so where it came from yeah oh, i think that's, that's where i've seen it from and i've seen it to a point where someone is like oh but you know like i have my own money you know, like, I don't really, oh, need, yeah, like, yeah. it was, and the responsibilities kind of shift as well, like, depending on who's earning what, and that's who's, why you don't talk about it, so, Ooh, to <laughs> me, that's, the, like, I'm like, you don't tell them how much yeah, you earn, but like, it, it, you just talk about the roles and the responsibilities and the expectations you have mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. hold up to that, and in yeah. cases where, I understand, like, obviously, now, I'm a baby, so, probably out of spunk but i imagine that in the case that i guess you decide to move in together things get blurred a little bit right but i mean wouldn't responsibilities like sharing responsibilities or discussing responsibilities dictate how much you have to give and then then you can be like maybe that's not something i can do but i can do this yeah i don't know but i hope that um i definitely agree i do i hope that i could find someone who can maybe you guys can be able to help us more on Mm -hmm. this topic about finance and yeah and there is one other thing though before we get there i was actually going to add to this though that i said that i didn't know um how to bring up money but money issues have always jumped out to me like, I remember I've gone on a date with a guy who told me upright that he had a gambling problem. Damn. And I d- oh, yeah, yeah. I'm um, running. Yeah, yeah I'm I did, straight I did. up running. <laughs> he was giving me, like, gambling problems, Um, gave me the, like, t- t- just, I mean, that was his share. But also because I've seen what, like, gambling does, gambling addictions due to a relationship. I just was not willing to go there. But also because money for me is so important for me to feel secure in my own life because not having that can feel very suffocating. So if I wake up one morning and I can't do the thing I want to do, it, it'll kill me. Like I can't do that. So to like for me, it was very kind of it was a red flag in that case that I was like, no, but I've been able to gauge people's um, people's relationships with money and not let it expect. I guess impact me by kind of trying to build boundaries that maybe that's okay for you, but it's not okay for me. I think it is definitely, yeah. And maybe, or trying to meet them, because sometimes with friendships, it's meeting them halfway and extending, because sometimes money is a love, love language and you have to kind of extend yourself like that also. But I think it's, it's something that obviously mer- changes with each relationship. And like you, Dean, you might be open to spending money on food, on shoes, but I wouldn't be able to spend that same money on those things those same commodities but i can spend it on like coffee which is probably gonna be the same price at the end of the month Mm -hmm. you know i i definitely have to say that i think i've been learning a lot about like how to a healthy way to handle money in a relationship and i've only seen one of 
like a close friend of mine she sits down she tells me anyway like how she handles money in a relationship and it kind of gives me hope because i'm like there is a way to set boundaries Mm -hmm. and then she's like yeah we do like a whole budget together they make it like a whole thing and it's kind of cute because the other person is like oh babe we haven't done like a the budget of the month kind of thing and then they do a budget or if they're both studying a new job they sit down and they yeah yeah, they do a budget together to be like okay if we're looking at big spendings like how is that and they they spread it out and i'm just like i think like that's really nice and hopefully one of these days i'll be able to ask them how they got to that point but um i do think in african households it's important because you know yeah because you end up having gogo and sekuru that responsibilities on you and it can turn it can end up causing yeah a lot of issues and i know it's caused families to be torn apart uh, and issues to be brought up so i do think it's important to to have that so guys if you do have any helpful tips on how you think we people should talk about money and how we need to talk about money with friends and family or with a partner i think and set healthy boundaries as well because i think yeah. that's very important uh you should let us know and uh before we go i was gonna ask actually do you how is your relationship with your hair of recent and your body ghetto ghetto no it's actually quite bad um Mm -hmm. some mornings i wake up before i eat and i'm like she looking skinny for my dear's dance (laughs) that's her favorite phrase yeah the evening slaps and you're like damn it's giving me to me listen let me tell you for me it's like i wake up i have like a slice of toast with like egg or with some ham and some lemon tea and by dinner time it will be a whole meal <laughs> as Bro. in half of the plate. But uh, fair enough. And I tried to tell myself, well, you, you have vegetables. You have more vegetables on yeah. your plate. But to be honest, yeah. It's rough. I, I, I've been trying to learn. I'm all about body confidence and, yeah. you know, spreading love about your body. But I really have haven't been doing the same for myself yeah i'm so good at doing it with other people being oh my gosh your body is so, so amazing babe yeah. you're getting thick like rihanna baby when show those curves show those stretch marks but, the thing but when i see me, me but you know what put me in check i was talking to my friend a friend in england and i was telling her and i was like oh my gosh i'm getting a bit thick i need to lose weight and sis was like, but some of us were born thick. So she, oh, and I, at the time, I don't pay attention to it. But then after I get off the phone and I'm like, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, it really I isn't. Just, I think it's, it's that thing of, it's, it can be hard to see your body change. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think, and I mean, change is diff- is hard all the time. But sometimes, you know, you're expecting your body to look how it did pre-pandemic and you haven't. I guess the situations are not the same. Stresses are not the same. Eating habits are not the same. Lifestyle is not the same. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that would be a lot for your body to kind of deal with. But for me, I think that I'm trying to move away from that idea of, I guess, of expecting my body to look a certain way, which I still wanted to. But I'm I've been more interested in the past year since the pandemic of trying to find out what my body can do. Wow. Like I've never Can it kickbox? <laughs> like is it in yeah. there? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's really interesting. That's really, really interesting. Yeah. I think sometimes I do I don't have that relationship unfortunately with my body yet. Um I think my body has just been so restricted to dancing. <laughs> yeah. But then of recent obviously we're taking out pole classes. Yeah. Uh when we the restrictions were lifted, that changed the game for me. Yeah. And I remember when we got into the third lockdown, I had gained a bit of weight. Yeah. And then when I couldn't lift myself on the pole as much as I could, yeah, I was... Because the thick yeah, is given I thick. was... It, it hit me. Yeah. It hit me hard. And I realized, like, okay, sis, you are gaining weight, but it's a matter of how are you going to use that to your ability yeah. and not getting frustrated. Yeah. Have I moved from that? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. But I'm yeah. working on it. It's something that I'm... I'm trying to work on. Yeah. Um, I used to love wearing like crop tops and everything. Now I'm not so much as confident anymore, yeah. but I'm trying to like get 
like get back my power yeah and yeah just try to move as much as i can baby and i got this watch <laughs> has changed since I, that watch got in her listen life. i got me like a little fitness watch that tells me the steps how many people have gotten fitness watches yeah and how helpful is it i've got in mind and i cannot stop staring at every five seconds or whatever and i am and it's happy not for the time <laughs> It's enough of the time. I'm like, okay, I have burned this much calories, and these are ha- these are the amount of steps we have done today. So at this moment, I would, if anyone likes me out there and really wants to show me that they love me, I wouldn't mind an Apple Watch <laughs> at this point. And listen, my watch has influenced Casey to get her own. So I've been dying to get mine for ages, but having you have yours in the same house just made me jealous. That's what that was. <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's very helpful. I think it has encouraged me to want to go more, yeah. like move more mm-hmm. uh, than ever. But yeah, and um, okay, yeah. bye guys. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. How can we forget our fa- favorite, yes, favorite, favorite businesses. session? And I definitely have to say, I like guys. We are in a pandemic, and it's hard to do this business thing. But keep going. There are people yeah. who need you. You know, there are people who think your business is very valid. It's banging. It's, banging. it's what they need in so their life. Oh, yeah, we had you a list. Oh, go on. I had a few off okay. my head. Yeah. So, Sparkles Cocktail. I'm mentioning this because we also got them as gifts mm-hmm. and they bang. Sparkles Cocktails. They're, little they're really nice. I've tried them before. Last year before yeah. we went into the pandemic. Yeah. They're so good for events and everything. Cute. Tasty everything okay key training mm-hmm. sorry <laughs> no go key on training she does um fitness she's a personal trainer if i'm not wrong right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep so bop 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 and um i always say this wrong um m-i-o prince my prince. Prince. that's what i say but i'm not sure if that's it. yeah she does really amazing. At the moment, she's doing silk stuff, robes, pajamas. Baby bonnet. Oh, my gosh. she It's really, really cute. And I loved her pajama collection. That was really Yeah, she, and she has, at the moment, she has pillows as well, pillowcases mm-hmm. as well. So, definitely go check her out. And these, I'm obsessed with na- Nailed by Vicky. She does uh, artificial nails, but she also does, what are, what are those ones, you know, the the stick on nails by yourself like you can do them at home because of the pandemic and everything and they are so trendy and they're so nice they're so cute guys you should definitely if you at least go check it out and just like i feel that is the perfect gift for someone Mm -hmm. especially in lockdown because i mean yeah you can get your nails done but like some of us don't like to get our nails only to go back in lockdown just saying (laughs) yeah so please go check it out and the other one is food baby one she does amazing food and cakes are oh, it's it's such a cute business so please go check them out and i definitely i don't think we've ever mentioned this but i i've rec- recently discovered that uh supporting a black business does or a business doesn't mean just buying their stuff liking their stuff commenting on their stuff sharing their stuff on social media with anyone goes a really really long long way way. a really long way exactly it goes a really long way don't ever underestimate how you can help you know so uh, definitely guys you should look into that and with all good and love baby listen i've been here i've been with you okay and i will be there okay spongebob (laughs) once said I'm a head out. Bye. Thanks for listening to Current. Remember, you can tweet us at at currentddr or email us at current at dublindigitalradio.com Subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on the Dublin Digital Radio SoundCloud.